Welcome back to the Broadway block. What do you got going on these days? Not a whole lot in Rangers world. Um, I know you're probably really excited for the Jets game, obviously. You got your jersey on. That's a Rogers jersey. I got a Rogers jersey, man. I'm, I'm, I didn't want to drink the Kool-Aid, but like, you know, when someone like that comes to your team, you know, four-time MVP, Super Bowl champion, eventually the hype, like you're, you're in on it. Like everywhere I go down my street, people have their Jets flags. I'm a couple like towns over from the Jets headquarters in Florham Park, all down the town. Haven't seen the flags out in a couple of years, like down the main boulevard. So that's nice to see. But just hoping, hoping the hype is real tonight. You know, now it's time to nut up or shut up. Like we saw what the Giants did last night on a wet field. It's going to be kind of wet. It's kind of rainy out there now. So we'll see if Rogers is the real deal. I don't think he would put his name out there like that if he didn't think he was going to deliver. So we we shall see. Yeah, I mean, we've seen guys like Brady like move on to have success elsewhere and not just, you know, owe their success to where they're from. But tr- like we've seen, you know, with Rangers players, it's hard to transition when the spot has kind of been your your team for a while. So I mean, we'll also, see. when you're used to having like good players around you, like, you know, when you go from a team that's like Toronto, that's like stacked per se, you know, the Maple Leafs. And then you're like expected to deliver what, you know, when you're getting great passes from Austin Matthews and Nylander and all those guys, like, you know, what do you expect? But anyway, like Rogers hasn't had a, like a bad line his whole career. And, you know, he's had good green Bay Packers teams that like should have went farther that didn't deliver. So we'll see, like we have the defense, but we'll see if the um, jets can come out on the offensive side. Yeah, everyone I talk to seems really excited about the Jets' defense. Yeah, like the guy at the bank today, he was just saying he was like talking shit to his Giants friends today. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I'm not that sold. Like, you know, like I've been on this train and rodeo before. Like, I'm not ready to like rule the Giants out and I'm not ready to like rule the Jets like going anywhere. So I was like, I'm not texting anybody. I'll just go into Monday night focus. But anyway, he was like, with a defense like that, you can talk shit like, and I'm like, okay, well, we'll the see Giants what Josh Allen does. Yeah. No, I guess that does say a lot. Cause a lot of fans that I talk to Jets fans, that is are like ecstatic about the Jets defense and think that it's, you know, worthy of taking them to perhaps even a Super Bowl. Well, it's kind of similar to having like a Adam Fox or a Kale McCarr. Cause like, you know, with sauce Gardner, like really being able to shut down that number one cornerback or one number one receiver of the other team. And he makes plays, like makes other people better around him, just like Fox and Macardo. So it's like great to see it. And we have a good defensive line. So it's like we have some big boys like Truba that can hit. So that's great to see. Quinn and Williams got paid this year. Yeah, Can't it's, it's hard to lock up those guys while they're exciting and, you know, having prolific seasons. Like we just saw the contracts that guys like Lafreniere and Kako got. It's hard when you have a, a season where everybody's due money, you know, significant raises from what they performed. It's, you know, it seems like they were able to keep everybody relatively together. But another point you brought up on the last episode was that like the devils are like an attractive marketplace now, like same with like the jets now, like, you know, people want to come here. Like we were able to get Dalvin cook, like who knows everybody who has had him in fantasy knows that he's injured for three to four weeks, but like hopefully Bruce Hall can take the rest of the workload there. But 
that being said, like it's an attractive place to go now. Like, you know, Brady wanted to go to Tampa. It was away from the Patriots and they had good talent down there. They had good receivers, kind of like the Jets. They just needed a quarterback. So I don't really have an ownership towards a team or a fandom, but I'm so excited around this time of year. Every single year. I'm excited. Well, you know, once football, football comes, starts. that's that's why I get hyped on yeah. football for like a month. And then I'm like, all right, it's hockey season. Let's fucking go. Right. So that, that was part of it. I, the other day I was excited. And I was thinking like, am I excited because hockey's starting? But I mean, we're getting down to that part of the year where i feel like every off season we go into maybe even trade deadline to some extent go into this like okay well we need to do this we need to do that we've we've made all the moves that needed to be done and you know the lineup is ready to rock and roll i think the whole team is ready to get started i saw that posted on social media that they were all at the giants game the other night so i mean it's nice to see all the family bonding stuff but like i'm ready to just get the season started and maybe you know watch some preseason games but well, here's a question. So, like, you know, the Jets got the big fish. Like, they were able to, like, pry the Connor McDavid, who's been with the team forever, away from them and get, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, we didn't have a big fish, you know, where you've talked previously that where you are tight in the salary cap. It was even scary there for a couple of month and a half about the Lafreniere deal. But who are you most excited to see this season? That's going to be a new addition to the Rangers coming forward. Well, I think a lot of people are probably most attracted to like Blake Wheeler. I just assume that he's going to show the same production that he's shown in recent seasons. Um, but I think a lot of people are probably more excited to see him. For me, it's that fourth line identity. So like guys like Benino are going to be, you know, really important for us because we've we've seen us able to roll various different lineup combinations, and we've you and I have speculated a lot on who exactly we're going to see shake out of it. But assuming that we have three lines that work and there's some continuity and the, you know, they stick around. I'm, I think more concerned about, you know, what combination of guys that we end up seeing on that fourth line, because that's going to be the identity of us, you know, sustaining pressure and rolling a deep team that's well rested and not just leaning into the stars to, to kind of get us there. So is there like, are you looking for a bottom dog? Is that what you're going at now? Got to be Benino. It's it's got to be someone that's kind of going to carve themselves a role. I mean, you know, VC was a, a really easy guy to root for last year. So somebody in that conversation, I mean, I said Benino, but but any of those guys can kind of turn it around and, you know, prove Wheeler obviously is probably the people's choice, right? That like, that's the guy, because I'm just assuming well, we're looking for something out of like a Wheeler. Like, do you remember Patrick Sharp? Like, he had yeah, a great time, great time with the um, Blackhawks, and then he yeah. went down to Dallas, and he was just like still putting out great production on that third and fourth line. Like, and you'd be like, Patrick Sharp's here, like, but like he wasn't that. So that's kind of similar what I'm looking for out of Blake Wheeler going forward. Like, you know, obviously, like he had a lot of expectations being the captain where he was, but you know, going forward those expectations aren't there. Like, you know, he just has to like have a positive role and balance out with the young guys and, you know, really help us out on the right wing, you know? Yeah. I think he'll provide some supplementary scoring and I feel like he'll also, maybe he doesn't overpass, but he's known to be a passer. So I can already see like, you know, the seven or eight that slide right across the slot and nobody shoots. People who yell shoot at their TV are going to have a hard time. (laughs) Well, I mean, listen, you can assume that he's going to fall into his ways, but he can also stand to benefit from playing with some real talented, you know, players like the Rangers have. So, I mean, 
for me, I think of the additions, Blake Wheeler's for sure has the most like potential of all of them, but I'd be most most excited to see somebody kind of grab onto those bottom line ice times just so we're not juggling too many like Hartford. Well, yeah, we just had too many pieces juggling last year that we just need to like solidify. Like that's also where I'm hoping, you know, with the addition of quick that we somehow like don't have that. uh, Is he going to be the backup? Like, are we looking at for someone else? Like, I just hope he comes in. He's like, okay with Igor doing everything. And on nights when we need him, do you think he'll be able to replace the production that we saw from like a guy like Gorgiev? Because it doesn't feel like too long ago that we had a really good problem in having three. Well, we we it's kind of like last year, like or the year before when we like scored every time on the power play. Now we saw what happens when you have a bad power play. Like now we see what happens when you have a bad backup goalie. Like you know, we were we were always so blessed with like Gorgiev and like. Always having somebody, even Talbot back in the day, Ranta. But, you know, when you don't have that, like with Halak, like obviously he got better as the year went on. But like that just left another question mark where, you know, in the New York media, everybody in the Twitter world thinking about that right wing and that backup goalie not coming through. That was like big for us last year at the beginning of the last of the season affecting us. We always rely maybe just as a team a little bit too heavily on that on that goalie and like we just always hang them out to dry. It wasn't necessarily the chances that he was allowing. It was the ones that we were allowing in front of him for the most part, you know. There was definitely some just full team collapses at certain times. So, you know, maybe different coaching changes that and you know, we can fall into some structure, but you know, full confidence in Benoit Laird to, you know, in any way that he could help quick serve as a backup because i feel like that's also part of the storyline is that quick you know transitioning out of being a starter and into like he knows the job that he's taking with us whereas maybe he's looked at as a possible number one option for another team uh, but he's definitely coming into backup igor in this situation well it's, it, it's interesting you know he's one of those people that you know he was a new york ranger fan and then he killed us 2014 but I just think of all those players that, like, you know, coming to New York area like Kevin Shattenkirk did, and that contract just kind of buried us, you know. I'm hoping that Quick just, like, just gels with being the number two and is okay for the rest of the season, you know. No injuries, too, because he's had a little bit of the injury bug the last two years. I mean, you're, you're right about the Rangers fan thing. Luckily, Fox was a Ranger fan, not, not an Islanders fan growing up there, but it's funny how that seems to kind of always pop up every free agency or you know something like that it's like everybody wants to come home and play for the rangers but it's like all right just because you want to play doesn't mean maybe you're the best person for us yeah and we can never seem to get somebody on a home team discount but that's another uh another topic i feel like I mean, I, I, yeah carl Haglin. wait bring up that topic a little bit because carl Haglin retired and like i love yeah. carl Haglin, but like you know when it came down to contract time Similar to the Buchnevich situation, it was like we didn't have the money really to pay him. I, I think he went to the Ducks, and then he got traded like a month and a half later to the Penguins. Yeah, and the Capitals, who at the time were still two of my like least favorite teams, you know. In the but league. he was playing for like two point five, two point eight million, and and he wanted like five point five with the Rangers, yeah. something in that ballpark. I remember being upset with it at the time. It, it's you know. It's something that's more understandable, but I could I could see where guys like him, you know, 
you're like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you lock up that guy like a good row or a utility piece that you you know you need, it's just like some of those guys aren't always available when you're talking about a chemistry supplementary player that's gonna you know chip in. And Carl Hagelin's that because he's not a premier offensive guy. Why do we fall in love with these utility pieces? Like you know, look right, at like right. Booch, Fost. Like even you know Tyler Mott, I, everybody R.I.P. Tyler Mott and the Rangers. I don't think he's getting traded back halfway through the season. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> like I don't think that's happening this year. So we just struggle like with that utility player. We fall in love with him, but then we just never have him. We always think he's replaceable. Yeah, and then like I said, like you're you're in a bad spot anyway because then if you lock up a guy like Goodrow, everybody's he's the first person that everybody wants to burn when it's time to. He was the only one doing anything for us at the beginning of last season that was keeping us alive in games. Goodrow specifically, you know, I think I actually have more adoration, oddly enough, for guys like Haglin um, and Zuccarello, obviously, and players like that, that you lose throughout the years just because, I mean, thankfully the organization has been, you know, for the most part, maybe, you know, we talked like how much good versus how much bad, for the most part, like, tends to get something back nowadays for a guy that's on their way out. But yeah, we've definitely been, we've definitely been burned for sure. And it's, like, but we also have Carl. seen like, you know, out of that, like it, it was good for Carl, but like sad that he had to retire on the terms that he did. It really wasn't under his own, you know, he, he wanted to keep playing. But um, do you think sometimes like a lot of people after they leave the Rangers only get better? Like, I'll give you a list. Like, you know, you look at Zuccarello, he's putting up great points. Um, You look at JT Miller. Yeah, Schnevich, Haglin. After that, like we could even throw him up. That his numbers almost got a little better with the Penguins. Well, Kevin Hayes. Kevin Hayes is the only question mark if he got better or worse. So Kevin Hayes ended up scoring fifty four points in eighty one games last season, which was his career best. But his rookie season was also at roughly speaking that pace at forty five points in seventy nine games. But he hasn't scored above thirty one since been on a jet now for four years already just crazy too for Haglin, his best season was in 2011 his first year with the rangers 38 points in 64 games he had a 35 point season with the rangers right before he got traded and then for the penguins he scored 31 points in 81 games what about foss i'm more interested in foss he's more current you know even jesper foss right before being traded had some of his best production. He had 33 points in 71 games, which was a career high, and scored 29 points in 69 games the season before being traded, and never scored more than 34, which was his season, which was his career high by one point across 82 games with the Hurricanes. So he played a full season. Saw a little bit of an uptick in scoring, and last season scored twenty nine points in eighty games. So it's so they so they all ran the same trajectory almost. Like yeah, we saw a little bit of what their high was, and then they kind of crested out. But you did say a couple guys like you know J T Miller. We've obviously seen Zuccarello move on and be, you know. But you know, I guess a, a little exercise goes to show you sometimes we don't miss out on somebody's you know full potential if we if we well it's like on. the like kind of what you said about Haglin, like it's the utility points in the playoffs and like you know like Fost is like a good player he played hard in the both playoff rounds for the Canes you know 
this season. The playoffs are obviously different because, like, you know, you pull up Haglund's numbers there, and it's like there's almost half of his regular season production in a playoff series. So it's like, you know, what makes that guy like rise to the occasion? And like, you hope that guys like Blake Wheeler can step in and play like that as well. Cause I believe he had five points in six games or six points in five games. Like, you know, he was producing well in the playoffs and we could have certainly used more of that secondary scoring where, you know, it's not just being called on the big guys. Cause that's the problem that we've fallen into time and time again is that we really like rely on those top guns to go out there. The reality is like they're if they're not going to show up for a couple games, you need to have a deep team to still win you playoff games. And I just felt like last year there was too many question marks all over the team to like be able to rely on that spark somewhere else because we were like it's kind of like a sinking ship almost. I don't want to say the Rangers were a sinking ship last year obviously because they made the playoffs, they made a push, they brought it to 7. It wasn't a wash. But when the ship's sinking, like, you know, it's like, oh, patch that hole. We would patch one hole, and then we'd be like, oh, something else happened, and we got to figure that out. Then we'd finally figure that out, and someone else would be, all during that time, other people would be giving all their production. And, like, then when we needed it late in the season, everybody had already given all they had got throughout the whole year to hold the hold the ship steady. And we just... You know, then it just finally came down to it. Like the devil's outsmarted us there. Rough figured it out and we didn't like change our game plan or pivot. Yeah, it's interesting to me to see, you know, how short sighted, short minded some of these guys can be that were around for this to kind of, you know, forget. I've heard a few interviews where the players are talking about how it's, you know, last season is already like a forgotten thing. And it's right back to, you know, we talked about it last episode about how that's it feels long ago that, you know, the Penguin series winning in game seven and actually going on to be in the conference finals. But that's the difference right there is that it was just a first round game seven that we won and a first round game seven that we lost. And we've, we've kind of been out on both, both sides of, you know, I think everyone realizes at this point, you just have to make it. And if you do, you have to win some, some good games. And if, if you do that, all of a sudden you're one of eight teams left and it's like, well, now, now we have just as big of a chance as anybody. So for, for us this year, it's going to be like getting back into familiar territory and like pushing past the round of playoffs and thinking like, you know, are we better than the rest of them? Cause then, then you can start doing what we did the other day, like measuring players, like, well, we got a better goalie than them. Like, okay, we've got a better hustle than them. Like we got, it's, it's sort of weird. Like not a lot of teams scored less goals than the Rangers last year. It was like the hurricanes and like, the Bruins and that's it like I really think that Oilers game at the beginning of the season where we let them come back and win was like a big pivotal point where like you know like team felt deflated there and it just kind of stuck with the vibe of the whole season but this season coming is like you know anything could happen I just feel like you know going back to your point of like getting into the playoffs and anything could happen We've been on those Rangers teams where something special has happened, but we've made too many seven game series kind of similar to like, you know, the Panthers run last year. They just got they had those long series and they just got too beat up along the way to outlast the Vegas Golden Knights. And, you know, the Vegas Golden Knights were a really well built team down all the way from top to bottom, you know? Yeah, well, then you get a, you know, you get a goalie that's winning you some games and 
we know that Igor can get hot just as just as much as any goalie in the league, if if not, you know, better than every goalie in the league. And you know, we've seen him go on these unreal runs where he like is possessed like Henrik Lundqvist. So I mean, I think if we have anything going for us, it's that, you know, yeah, we address our needs like we mentioned in kind of the preamble. There is like quick is probably one of the best backups that we've had. It remains to be seen. Obviously, if he could put some wins together, but. You know, we shored up that 100%. We needed some depth in the right wing. We got that. We needed some depth players in the fourth line. I think we've had such bad fourth lines that, like, the bar is pretty low for these guys to come in and, like, grab on. Well, I, I I, wish this one could go out to, like, Statminer or Statboy Steven. How many fourth line combinations did we have last season throughout the whole year? Yeah, and we've we've talked about that, too, is that, like, we just never found that consistent role where guys built up chemistry. And like, I get it. It's different. It's a fourth line. It's not like it has to be this, like, you know, like the first line. Yeah. But winning some winning teams have built identities just based on those fourth lines, you know, for so many years, it feels like we've been bullied. And I don't mean like the whole grit thing. I don't mean, you know, in the way that a lot of Ranger fans, like hold on to those buzzwords. It's just like, I just felt like we got pushed around so many times that, you know, if, it really would have been nice to have people that kind of, you know, were specialists in that. Like, you know, Jimmy VC was was nice because he could slide up and down a little bit, but it never provided that. Like, you know, this person is really best. Well, like a resilient. I know what you're saying. Like a resilient spark. Like you know, not so much like Ryan Reeves fighting and checking people, right. but the energy that he brought. Like we just were so. Uh, like all year we didn't have like obviously like Truba tried to like you know do the best he could fighting people left and right last year but Truba was an absolute madman last season like that I hate I hate it in a way but there's a weird part of me that also really loves it I love it I don't care I, I, I feel like it's so cringy because nothing is like more of like a conversation turnoff that when somebody's like yeah i watch hockey for the fights i'm just like i can't i can't entertain the conversation yeah but that's the same thing we talked to tim peel about like there shouldn't be the fights for the truba hits like like that's we're gonna lose hitting in hockey like that like when you watch the nfl like these guys like bump into the quarterback and it's like penalty 15 yards roughing the passer like like we need to not like have this fighting aspect like come out where people are fight people right after a good hit. Right. And it's weird because like, you almost feel like the team needs guys like, you know, I don't want to say a Wilson, but like I'm struggling to think of physical guys that still produce in this league. It's like, you know, that seems to be a dying breed. And like, I understand it's going to be all finesse. Like it's the uh-huh. Trevor Zegras of the world that people, the Jack Hughes, that's who they want to see. Well, and like, don't get me wrong, like that part of the game is still like hilariously fun, but it, but it always seems like this, and it seems like this last season too, that like it just come playoff time becomes like a different style of play, like it, and it's it's obvious when you're watching it that it's just not the same as regular season hockey, and sometimes less is more, and you don't see those big, wide open plays like we obviously we saw some highlight reels like always, but you know it would be nice to kind of from the start of the season start off with some consistency and you know be able to steal some points where maybe down the season other people are looking up and thinking like 
damn, we got to go seven and three just to catch them, and they have to go five hundred. You know, it would be nice to be. <laughs> It'd be nice to be on the other side. I hundred percent agree. Like, and the less question marks, the better. Like, you know, we were on Sammy Blay comeback season last year. Is Halak going to be our backup? Who's our right wing? Like, I'm just hoping we've addressed all those. Like, is Gallant the coach for us? Like, does he not give the young guys enough credit? Like, you know, we should yeah, see we- that this year. We will absolutely, if we don't see it, we'll get some answers for sure. Like, you know, we'll know what we have in these kids. And like, I was, I was going through my jerseys later, uh, earlier, man. And I was thinking like, I got an Alexis jersey and I got a Capo jersey. And it's like, that's just me. That's just one fan. But like, think about the impact that winning two lottos has on your fan base. It gives, it gives everybody like a lot of hope and something to get excited for. So, I mean, like, Especially somebody like we don't we haven't had a lot of number ones and twos like picks right. before. Did we get the the guys to, you know, build around all, like aside from them? Sure. But you know, it there's a lot of hope riding on these guys still to have a contributing season. I can't wait. Like it's like I'm hoping all the question marks are done for the year. We just start off the gate and we look good. Like, you know, maybe we have some slumps here and there, but, like, we prevail. That's what I'm hoping for. And tonight, I'm hoping the boys in green do something. Yeah, well, best of luck to the Jets. By the time this is out, we'll know what happens, but I wish you the best, and uh, talk soon, man. Let's go Rangers. Cheers, brother. Let's go Rangers. Let's go Jets.